God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, check, check. it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show, and we are going to be talking about Sam Bankman-Fried, Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX. Uh, We're also going to be checking out uh, or talking about a little bit about um, Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs. I guess it's been declared uh, Katie Hobbs is one in... uh, None of that makes any sense, by the way. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And, uh, you know, I asked this question right before the show. And the question that I had was, you know, sort of like, um, at what point do you... Uh, do, are are you protected? Can any can can any uh, can a republic such as the Amer- America withstand infiltration from within, like Barack Obama intended? Can can we withstand that? And the question is probably no. I think he knew it too. You know, a lot of he was a scholar. Barack Obama, he studied the Constitution. You know, he basically thought they were a bunch of racists and hated it and wanted to destroy it. And that's where we are right now. This all started with Barack Obama. This infiltration, this... uh, And it just continued on. Because if you are going to be at the head of the table... You got to be playing ball with the globalists. If you sell out America, you know the question is: can can our constitution withstand this kind of infiltration, especially when it comes to this type of uh, electioneering and outside influence and a whole host of other things. You know, that's what we're up against right now. 
So I wrote this, and uh, I just tweeted this out, and uh, trying to find it, really. Here it is. Big tech and social media must be held to the same constitutional standards as government institutions when it comes to free speech, censorship, and equality. Civil liberties and election integrity must be protected in the public square. But I also said Republican states need to create a clear message of cleaning up election rules. Explain why outside uh, global interests will try to invade and avoid federal intrusion or meddling. Because Florida is going to be next. Florida is going to be under attack, under siege. They want Florida too. They want everything. They're like cannibals. You know, they're going after Arizona right now. And so I ask this question, can a republic created in a way that America's founding fathers intended protect itself from infiltration by globalists who whose allegiance is with a new world order. And the bonus question to that is, do we have laws in place to protect our constitutions from corporate censorship and foreign election fraud? We can't stop it if we don't know where it's coming from, and we've got to have laws and rules. This whole town square thing, you know, the social media, they were talking about Google's influence and the algorithms. Um, Tulsi Gabbard was hosting, uh, sitting in for uh, Tucker Carlson. And she was basically talking about the powers of Google. And you could say, well, you know, let's just stop using Google, but everybody's in on it. Like if you take a look at BlackRock, they own everything. You know, it's pretty hard to get people to stop accepting money. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's like, don't take that money. That's, the, that's, that's blood money. Don't take that money. But when the money comes, there's always going to be somebody that's going to take it. And guess what? If it's not you, it's somebody else. And that's what happens to politicians when they go to Washington as well. They go with the Green, you know, green-eyed and bushy-tailed, and they go there, wet behind the ears, and next thing you know, they they're in Washington D.C. They 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 rewatched the uh, movie Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and he's going to just take back the country. And next thing you know, three lobbyists walk through his door and say, "We're going to give you a million dollars to your foundation," in quotes, uh, to say yes on this bill. And some other guy says, we're going to give you a million to say no on that bill. And another guy comes in and says, we're going to give you a million dollars to just not vote at all. Just be present, not, not even be present that day. Take the day off. We'll pay you a million dollars just to take the day off. And you say, well, I'm not going to sell out for a million. But then it becomes 10 million. You know, if you're in the case of like Lisa Murkowski or Joe Manchin or Susan Collins and you come from some small, irrelevant state, not that Maine is irrelevant, Maine's beautiful, Alaska, it's beautiful, but, you know, but in the grand scheme of things, they don't carry a lot of weight. Hawaii, Maine, West Virginia, Alaska are all very kind of like poor states. And the only way they really get influence, and it seems like to me, these politicians that represent these states, 
not Hawaii so much, but Maine and Alaska and West Virginia are three senators that are always on the fence because that's their trademark. That's their game. The game is that they play on the fence. And the same game was played in the uh, House of Representatives. So let's just, that's the Senate. But then in the House of Representatives, you had a disparity of somewhere like seven votes. Aha! Well, that's an opportunity now, right? So one congresswoman with 15,000 votes that she got to win her district, like Ocasio-Cortez, that's all she got. She won her district by very little. Um, it was like, uh, you know, you didn't need that many votes to win that district. It was such a small district. So 15,000 votes, I think, is what I remember seeing. <clears throat> and, you know, the thing is, is that so she, she doesn't represent that much. Who does she represent? A bunch of people that like the shiny object? Okay, Whatever. And then the, what is the one of the first things she did is she chased Amazon out of the way. Amazon wanted to set up headquarters in her district, and guess what? She said, no, get out of here. And a billboard was taken up in Times Square that uh, basically said, you know, what a mistake. This would have been a boondoggle for This would have been such great development. We don't want your stinky money. You don't pay enough in taxes. What a boneheaded decision that was. And I know it firsthand. You know why? Because two blocks from this studio right here, two blocks. In fact, probably within a month, you're going to start to hear jackhammers, maybe, because they're knocking down another building next door to our building. But the problem is, is that, um, you know, they're opening up all kinds of buildings to make way for Amazon's headquarters because it's right down here in Arlington, Virginia. And it's two blocks away. They're uh, going to be set up two blocks away from our studios, Amazon. You should see the development in Arlington right now as a result of our, uh, Amazon setting up headquarters. They were going to go to Queens, Ocasio-Cortez's district. She said no. And their second choice was Arlington, Virginia. To which case they're going to be hiring 25,000 new people. And that's that. So, you know, um, I just think it's interesting. And the uh, these congressmen, they, they got together and they started a little pact. Seven, seven House of Representatives. And they became one. All for one, one for all. We've heard that before. Well, guess what? They became this super block. And a super block of seven weirdos, seven morons, seven not-so-smart, not-so-bright congressmen, right? And that's what they did. And they did that, and uh, Congressman Johnson was the guy, remember from Georgia, I think he was? He he thought that Guam might tip over if you populate it too much. That's how. That's the level of IQ that these people are on in Congress, representing and running our country, fleecing America. So some lobbyist comes along dangling $650,000 to say yes on a vote. They don't care. And they, they lost their compass. They lost their way. 
It's very corrupt in Washington, D.C. But that's always been the case. But what, what we're seeing now is this globalist intrusion. And as I said yesterday, you know, when we got out of TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, China said, well, we're not interested anymore in TPP as long as America's not involved. Why? Because nobody else, it would have been China getting fleeced. See, anytime you enter into a partnership, business 101, if you enter into a par- partnership and you got equal partners, right? 50% of the partnership, they bring in $18 billion a year. And the other 50% of the partnership brings in $18 million a year. So like a thousand times less or something like that. That's not equity, folks. But we're all going to share the pie the same way? No, I think that the guy bringing in $18 billion worth of volume is going to get the shaft. He's got, basically, it's going to be redistribution of wealth. Sort of like what Obama said to Joe the Plumber after he said that our founding fathers were racist and he thought that the Constitution was a flawed document. So we, can the, the question is, can the United States withstand this outside intrusion and this infiltration? You take Mitch McConnell. He took $9 million away from Blake Masters, who was going against a Democrat candidate that he could have beaten, probably with that $9 million. But instead, Mitch McConnell decides he's going to give that $9 million to Lisa Murkowski. Who's she running against? Another Democrat? No. She's running in a jumbled election, jungle election, and she's running against Kelly Chewbacca, a MAGA endorsed candidate. So they hate Trump so much. And so that gets me to the next point. It's not Trump's fault. And it's not the business of the Democrats to tell us who we could pick for our nominee. And I'm not afraid of the Democrats. I'm not afraid of them. I'm, what we need to do is we need to fight back against the Democrats and catch them. And we need to do better police work and better investigations. And people with money need to actually get some good intelligence for a change. Because guess what? Rona McDaniel stinks. At her job. She sucks at her job. Literally. She's awful. Rona McDaniel is lousy at her job. Because she's had the golden ticket for how many? For at least a decade now. Almost going on a decade. All she had to do is beat Barack Obama. In 2012 with her own uncle, Mitt Romney. And couldn't win that. And then you got Donald Trump, probably the best president we've ever had in the history of America, and one of the most colorful personalities. He was Winston Churchill esque, and everything he said he was going to do, he did. And everything he said he was going to do had America first stamped all uh, approval stamped all over it and what was his crime what did he do well he didn't collude with the russians they made that up he had a perfectly good call with the ukrainian money laundering scheme 
and congratulated Zelensky because that was the thing to do. And we now know how corrupt Ukraine is. We now know that they're a totalitarian state that squashed their political opponents, that, that shut down all the free press. They're Russia on steroids. And now we know about the FTX cryptocurrency money laundering scheme that was designed to help the Democrat Party. And we're going to get to that. And that's going to be the lion's share of the, today's show, actually. But we now know that they tried to impeach President Trump twice over meddling in Ukraine. And to remember that call that uh, Biden had with Poroshenko, and he said, uh, you know, we can't uh, get allow Trump to approve funding for Ukraine because then they'll look into it and they'll find all kinds of problems, all kinds of schemes. And at the time, we just thought it was maybe just a bunch of kickbacks to Burisma where Hunter Biden was collecting $80,000 a month and all that. But I and, and we also heard on tape that Victoria Newland over at the State Department was rigging elections in 2014, staging coups. We know what they did to Imran Khan over in Pakistan when he didn't comply with the globalist warning that you can't buy oil from Russia. We've got to bring Russia to their knees. We know that Russia's oil was conflicting with the black market oil coming out of Iraq. And that ISIS was used as mercenaries paid for by the United States of America and Barack Hussein Obama to oversee all this stuff. We know what level of corruption was going on in Benghazi and how Hillary Clinton was involved in all of that. Well, guess what? The Clintons are also now involved with that weirdo that heads up FTX. The Ponzi scheme. Sam Bankman-Fried, he's photographed with not only um, uh, the former UK Prime Minister, Tony Blair, but Bill Clinton as well. How does this guy get to hobnob with all these super powerful people that are getting $750,000 a speech? That's also laundering too, isn't it? But you can go on and on and on and on about all this stuff. But what they did is what I've been saying for a long time. Every week it was like 60, you know, two more, two more billion dollars, one more billion. Remember when um, Joe Biden was on a hot mic, not a hot mic, on stage bragging about it, saying, I went over to the Poroshenko, told him I had a billion dollars. He's not going to get the billion dollars. He said, you don't have that kind of power. It's like, you want to call Barack? Just ask him. It's like, until you fire that prosecutor. And they got a better one, he said. Better for who? Better for Hunter. Not necessarily better for the United States. And now Joe Biden's hobnobbing over there in Bali, Indonesia, trying to like measure up to Xi Jinping. And Xi Jinping actually didn't even want, but they equivocated with regard to this FTX laundering scheme. And we're going to hear more about this. So what was happening is the money was going over to, and as I said yesterday, and as I've been saying for a long time, the money goes into Ukraine. It gets laundered. A bunch of oligarchs are busy doing their work. 
And instead of in the old days, you know, this money would end up in uh, in a uh, Swiss bank account. It ends up really in a crypto account. But it's not crypto fraud so much as it's 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 a money laundering scheme. It's a money laundering scheme to help the Democrats. And that's just one component of the overall problem. We have a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Scott, I just want to make one really fast comment because I'm as angry as everybody else. And it's just something that I I think I, I, I see. So many people listen to your show. It's a great show. I listen Monday through Friday every week. And a lot of people watch a lot of other media and, and you know, gateway, read Gateway Pundit and um, uh, all the other ones that are out there. I, I basically read many every day. But I think there's a difference between being informed and, and like, like what's going on in Brazil right now where there's mass protests in the streets where people aren't going to work and they're protesting. I think more people, at least I feel like from watching this and listening, we don't really demonstrate any much. The only protest you see is with BLM and other people where they're being violent and we need peaceful, quiet protests. Or I don't think they're going to, people are going to notice because it just seems like, like, you know, everybody's that listens to you is well-informed listeners. They know what's going on, but how many of them are are letting letting um, people know? You know, out there in the streets. That's my comment. Yeah, it is tough, and what we need is we 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 either need to. Um, this is going to sound terrible. Actually, I don't know how to say it without sounding awful. Um. But we all, you know, and I don't really agree with this statement, but we need to learn how to play hardball the way they do. Uh, If they're going to cheat, then we have to cheat. You know, uh, uh, like you take, for example, Lance Armstrong and the uh, seven times he won this Tour de France. And a lot of people got on Lance Armstrong for cheating, right? And he admits it. He cheated, right? But guess what? When he showed up on the scene, everybody was cheating. And so I've always maintained, I've always maintained this. I've always maintained it was the directors of the Tour de France that really should be crucified and they should be fired. But they're still at their job and Lance Armstrong's been punished. But it was the people that actually created the landscape of fraud and corruption that are the true guilty ones. Because, you know, and and I would say that that's Mitch McConnell. That's the leadership in the Republican Party. We had opportunities, especially when we had the House, the Senate, and we had the White House with Donald Trump. We had somebody that was willing to pull out of the Paris Accord and pull out of TPP. And guess what? They sold America down the river, and they could have righted the wrongs. They had two years. They had two years to straighten up voter fraud. I guarantee you that if they would have straightened up the voter fraud, there's no way Trump was losing 2018 midterm elections. No way. Because his numbers were so good. He had record numbers for black employment. He had record numbers for um, women employment. He had uh, uh, procured building the wall. And they fought it tooth and nail. They lied to us. And it's the Paul Ryans and Carl Roves of the world. Carl Rove was financing Josh Shapiro. We know that yeah. Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger were in on the Ukraine um, uh, witch hunt and the J6 thing. 
This whole J6 thing is is, is corrupt and as fraudulent as the Russian hoax and the Ukrainian impeachment. Lindsey Graham and his federal trying to make a federal abortion law, which made everybody angry like that. Yeah. Like you did. You've been coming from where it's infanticide. Go on infanticide. But he he wants to come from a a federal national abortion thing. One thing that I 100 percent believe, I, I hope the listeners hear this, is that I think rhinos are twice as deadly as we know what we get with AOC. We know what we get, you know, with all the other um Far left, you know, anybody, you, there's a thousands of them out there that we know by name, but those people, we know what we get. They're, they're against our, our, our beliefs and our, and our, well, our way of life. Yeah, you're talking about, you're talking about double agents and spies and there is that, de- yeah. they're deadlier. They are deadlier. And, and if you look back at history, histories of wars, you'll see that some, uh, that most of the damage was done from infiltration and spies and double agents. Who killed Caesar? Who killed Caesar? Exactly. <laughs> the people that get to you close enough to put a knife in, into your heart. Exactly. That's the, that's the fam- most famous lesson we can learn from that. It was from the inside. Caesar died by the, someone, his closest people. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, thank you for calling in today. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Yeah, I'm telling you, folks, it's uh, it's a deadly game out there, and um, we cannot withstand this enemy from within. That that's the part that's killing us the most, and we have to do something about it. Now, we have a bunch of sound clips, and I want to get to them today because you know I always like to start the show off talking uh, and expressing my own uh, opinions about things. It's really sad the kind of corruption that's going on, and. You know, the corruption, we got to get rid of these machines. We had opportunities to do that. And I I love what they're doing in Florida. And Florida needs to be mimicked by every other Republican uh, state. And no more equivocating about it. You know, and no more accepting these COVID laws and these mandates. And I think that Congress ought to get involved with not allowing the president to call and declare another state of emergency over COVID. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous on its face. You know, I'm on Twitter right now because I I feed my show off of Twitter. And it says, latest updates on the war in Ukraine. Who cares? It's laundering. It's election fraud. That's the biggest war weapon. It's the biggest one by far. So Elon Musk, two days ago, tweeted this out. I couldn't believe it. He says, Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO FTX. He's an MIT graduate. Remember that Jonathan Gruber? We're going to depend on the stupidity of the American voter. Remember he said that over Obamacare many, many years ago? That was a... uh, Jonathan Gruber, remember him? Well, he was an MIT economist. What the heck is going on at MIT and why do they hate America so much? And they're no different than Harvard. They're, you know, right across town from each other in Cambridge. Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of FTX, this little weasel that actually bankrupt now Tom Brady. He's an MIT graduate. So let's take a look at how the roadmap goes here. Gary Gonsler, Gary Gensler, head of SEC, former professor at MIT. 
And Glenn Ellison, he's the professor of economics at MIT, good friends with Jonathan Gruber, former boss of Gary Gensler. So the head of the SEC, his boss is Glenn Ellison. He's the professor of economics at MIT. It gets better, trust me. So just pay attention now. So Elon Musk tweeted this out. So Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of FTX, he's, an, he's a graduate of MIT. The head of the SEC, who would have been involved in this Ponzi scheme, uh, former pro- he was a former professor at MIT, and he was Bankman-Fried's professor. Glenn Ellison, he's the professor of economics at MIT, He's the former boss of Gensler, who's the now the head of SEC. And guess who this Glenn Ellison is? He is the daughter of Glenn. Uh, well, he is the father of Caroline Ellison. Caroline Ellison's this goofy little girl who's CEO of Alameda, dated Bankman Freed, and he's the daughter of Glenn Ellison who's the boss of Gary Gensler, who's the head of the SEC, who is the professor for Sam Bankman-Fried. All MIT. This is crazy stuff, folks. It's all connected. And you got Joe Biden, you got Freed, and you got, basically you got uh, uh, Zelensky the comedian who's got worth over a billion dollars. So this guy, Junior Pardo, he says SBF, Sam Brankman Freed and FTX had a $7 million holding called Trump lose. So Sam Bankman Freed was also the second largest Democrat donor. This takes TDS to a whole new level. You cannot make this up. Even Hollywood couldn't write a better script. So, I'm going to get to some more here. Kyle Becker uh, wrote this. Anyone who, is, who has attacked Carrie Lake as an election denier needs to realize one simple fact. Katie Hobbs just proved Carrie Lake's point. Just like you can reject COVID mRNA shots and not be an anti-vaxxer, you can recognize an election is run in a corrupt manner and not be an election denier. Democrats throw around lazy personal attacks that are meant to avoid debating the issue or solving the problems. It's false inductive logic, by the way. This person rejects this product we call a vaccine. Therefore, he is against all vaccines, thus an anti-vaxxer. This person rejects then that an election was run in a fair and a legitimate way. Therefore, she is an election denier. It implies that anything Democrats say is a free, fair, transparent, and legitimate election must be won and uh, won, and anyone questioning uh, must be won, and anyone questioning them is guilty of being an election denier. No one is supposed to question whether Democrats have corrupt motives for framing a debate this way. It's crazy. We see it all the time. Back to FTX and Ukraine. James Bradley writes, facts, Biden funded Ukraine. Fact, Ukraine funded FTX. 
Fact, FTX funded Democrats with millions. Fact, this is known as Money Laundering 101. All right? So, I want to know if FDX donated to any Republicans, is what someone wants to uh, ask. Dan Crenshaw went over to meet Zelensky in Ukraine with his handout. Know the enemies from within. That's a good point. Worthy worthy, uh, question. James Melville writes this. Remember, when anyone who dared to suggest that Ukraine was being used for money laundering was dismissed as a conspiracy theorist. FTX was a global money laundering scam for the Democrat Party, says the Bradford file. And Jenna Ellis, she posed a document and she said, Republicans are rightfully slamming the Biden administration and Democrat lawmakers for operating what is possibly a massive money laundering operating uh, operation through FTX. While we're cleaning house, we might as well empty our own uh, trash. And we're going to go ahead and take a take a caller real quick. Caller, you're on the air. Caller, you're going, on the buddy? air. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, I think uh, this voting. We got it. We the, the, these machines have to go. These electronic machines. They've got to go. We've got to get back to smaller precincts and paper ballots. Yeah, more precincts, paper ballots, hand counting, and voting yeah, not, uh, voter ID requirements next. and voting in person. Yeah, yeah, voting in person. Early voting should be okay, but you have to have voter ID. Well, I, I actually think voting uh, early voting, like you could do Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. To me, that should be it. It shouldn't be much more than that. We 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 have, uh, and if you get more precincts, then you're going to be just fine. You know they're spending a lot of money on all this equipment. They're spending a lot of money on all these recounts. No, you take that money, you actually build a lot of precincts. You know you set them up, and that's it. But we should not have one month of voting. It should not be month uh, voting season. It should be. You know, there are people that just can't get away from work. I understand that. I would actually uh, maintain that it should be a, a federal holiday, election day. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, that's probably would be okay with me too as well. I mean, we have federal holidays for every other stupid reason. But yeah, yeah I, I, I would think we should have uh, one day off. Everybody shuts down and uh, everybody goes votes. In person, voter ID, paper ballots, smaller precincts. I'm looking at that Arizona election between Cary Lake and Hobbs. And, uh, you know, there's seven out of the ten counties voted Republican in that, you know, state there. And it really blows my mind that how she's in charge, she's, in, she's, she's running the election, Hobbs. I know. And the other thing I just can't imagine is how the American people across this country for the beating they have taken for the last two years with the high fuel prices and all of the inflation that we are dealing, your 401ks are depleting. Meanwhile, we're supplying all this money. I I have the answer to that, by the way. I know your question. Because the Democrats are harvesting ballots. They're not appealing to voters. The Democrats don't really care about voters. They care about ballots. So what they're doing is they have these online voter registrations. 
And their registrations aren't being done by people. They're being done by bots. They're being done by automation. So then what happens is, or, or, um, or these uh, farms, and these registrations are happening so that when they, se- when they send out ballots, because of the early mail-in, uh, early voting and the mail-in ballots, they're not even waiting for people to ask for a ballot. They're automatically sending the ballot out. Do you understand? That's the big key difference. Nobody's yeah, they, asking for whole- these ballots. They're being sub- sent out. And then they're being picked up by ballot harvesters. So that instead of, um, instead of uh, Democrats being not enthused by Joe Biden, uh, where, you know, I would, I would I would imagine fifty percent of people would show up to vote Democrat. You know that would vote because they're not energized by high inflation, open borders, and Afghanistan, for example. Right? So Joe Biden's or the fentanyl, not in, yeah, all the death from fentanyl. Yeah, but Joe Biden's not the one that's juicing up the base, right? So what they're doing is instead of getting what they would normally get from a Joe Biden presidency, like fifty percent turnout, they're getting an eighty-five percent turnout. Because of the ballot harvesting, because the ballots, there are people, and you know where Katie Hobbs put out this thing? It says katiehobbs.com slash cure, where you could actually check and see if your vote counted, right? Okay, that's great. Yeah, tracking it. But you know what they need to do? Every single buddy in the United States, every person that voted needs to go and every single person, not, not, not just people that voted, people who didn't vote. So I'm encouraging people who did not vote to go and check and see if they voted. See, yeah, we're it's here the, in Utah. It's the I, reverse. I spoke with a lady yesterday who who has been tracking her ballot in Utah, and it still hasn't been counted. Okay, but that's that's the that's the one where a person voted. They want to make sure their vote counted. I'm encouraging everybody who did not vote to go online and see if they actually voted. Do you understand the question? Yeah. That's the point, because I believe the there's fraud. a lot of ballots that were sent out that were voted where the person would say, I didn't even vote. And it says that I did. You see, yeah, that's what I think is happening. I mean, George Soros is the creator of these yeah. machines. Yeah. Who in the United States government, in their right mind, signed the check? to buy these machines and put them on in our uh, <laughs> we keep doing it system. but look i gotta i gotta i gotta um a lot to cover with this ftx story take care buddy. but thank you thank you for calling in all right all right so we're gonna get back to this FTX. but that's that's the one thing i want to say to people if you did not vote please go online to your state and your county and see if you voted trust me you might find something there and we need to find something quick. All right. So um, here it is. The Clintons being connected to the FDX money laundering scam is the best is the least surprising thing of 2022. And there's a picture of Tony Blair, Bill Clinton, and that uh, free dude. All right. So Joe Biden and Zelensky have been laundering money. Biden funded Ukraine. Ukraine funded FTX. FTX funded Democrats with millions. They impeached Trump for a phone call. They should escort Biden out of office now. And we need to cut ties with Ukraine immediately. Of course, that is the case. 
And <clears throat> there's a lot of proof to this. So Ukraine was a money uh, was a money laundering operation all along. The West donated billions to the war effort. Uh, in quotes, Zelensky invested that money into FTX. CEO of FTX is the second largest donor of the Democrats after Soros. FTX filed for bankruptcy. Billions missing. Let's take a listen. Um, right here. All right. So this was a UK. Uh, UK presentation. Completely agree, Calvin Robinson. I'm incredible. Right well, no, 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 no. I, I, I actually. The viewers can't agree. see it when he gives me that glaring. No, no, he's no, giving I, it to me. No, you're so wrong <laughs> because I actually completely agree, Calvin Robinson. I'm incredibly worried uh, if this war drags on mm. for months which and months and months or longer, years. which is what Putin is clearly intending, by the way. Not just him. Uh, well, in ter- what I mean is in terms of how he wants to do the the, uh, the referendum in the Donbass region. So this is not a short-term thing. This hope that he was just going to end the war uh, is misplaced. But it's not our war. I do think Putin is a bad guy. I'm not a Putin apologist, but I think Ukraine is a corrupt regime, Nazi-sympathising regime that is a massive money-laundering operation, taking billions from the West and shoveling it back in suitcases full of millions to corrupt Western politicians. Um, I think we could have ended the war, or the war could have ended in April. It didn't because vested interests want it to continue. And we do not have the money to keep shoveling over there. Rebecca Reid, do you think we need to keep funding this war? It just feels like, and I'm not the Prime Minister, and I'm unlikely to be the Prime Minister, but... Well, anyway, Calvin Robinson made that point that he just made, and I, I wanted you to hear it. Here's Will Kane. Was FTX laundering money through Ukraine back to Democrats? Any politician voting to fund the war in Ukraine? Finding the answer to this question used used to be the top story and path to the Pulitzer. You know, this is where it gets interesting. There's a lot of uh, talk about the relationship of FTX with the Ukrainian government, which I'm sure you've read about that. And please, uh, to say, if you haven't, you know, let me know. But uh, apparently the allegations are that uh, the uh, that uh, the Ukrainian government was using FTX as, as an exchange and depositing a lot of money that they got from U.S. aid, and you know, and so that's where the money laundering comes in, and then 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 that money in turn is given to the uh, 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 p- p- Democratic politicians to continue to to vote more uh, aid. So if that's true. Um, that's a real scandal. And Kim.com just tweeted that out. And I've read this a lot of different places. I don't mean to pass on rumors. I'm so we're still waiting, I guess, waiting for a verification for a lot of this stuff. But No, I've read, the, uh, I've read something similar, but I want you to flesh that out for me so that I fully understand. So the idea is donations, or not donations, it's outright theft, I would assume, from small investor or investor accounts into FTX was funneling money then into Ukraine, or was it people knowingly contributing to Ukraine through FTX, whatever the mechanism, but then money then in turn funneled back to Democratic politicians who are, as you mentioned, voting to fund bigger funding through the United States government towards Ukraine? Right. So a lot of the a lot of the aid that the U.S. gave to Ukraine uh, in the in this war has has you know sort of magically uh, has a, has a tendency to sort of vanish you know without with a great deal of transparency mm-hmm. about what happens to it. And uh, the allegation is that a lot of this money was deposited with FTX, which in turn okay. was given back in the form of campaign contributions to uh, to Democrats. And, uh, you know, I mean, that 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 sort of that sort of thing that is really gritty and really ugly 
and it definitely needs to be investigated. But whether it right. will be or not is another question, and the, which gets us back to the FTX, you know, sort of social, you know, virtue signaling partisan scam that is running from the beginning. You know, if you play nice with uh, with government regulators, you can get a lot, get a, get away with a lot of other things. So here's the here's the kicker. This is uh, if you don't get bad vibes from Sam Bankman Freed, I don't know what to tell you. FTX was is a woke money laundering scheme. Let's take a listen to Sam Bankman Freed and how he set up these things to donate to political and woke causes. But Sam is not a traditional billionaire because he believes in the concept of earn to give, which means his goal as a human is to make as much money as possible just to give it away. Earn to give. And that's exactly what he's doing. So let's say that you have $100 and you want to figure out what you can do with it to help the world. Earning to give is thinking about which causes, which charities save the most lives per dollar. This $100 can go as far as it possibly can to help the world. Last year, this 29-year-old guy donated $50 million. Next year, he's planning to donate $500 million a year. And next decade, he will probably give away more than $10 billion. The amount of good that you can do uh, for the future of the world is, is really large. And it's way more than you can do to actually make yourself happy with anything like that amount of money. And he is funding everything you can think of. Global warming. It's one of the biggest problems that we have to tackle together as a world. COVID-19 preparedness. We have to be ready for the next pandemic. Neglected tropical diseases. More than a billion people suffer from them. We have to eliminate these diseases. And of course, animal welfare. Animals deserve to live just like we do. It's also why I'm vegan. Sam doesn't need the money to buy a Lamborghini or to buy a Rolex or to impress his friends. In fact, his car is a Toyota Corolla. Hold on, Where, where's your car? It's uh, that one there. That's like what, a Toyota? Uh, yeah, it's a Corolla. Why don't you buy a Lamborghini, man? didn't have any particular need for one. He wants to get rich in order to impact the world. So there you go. This guy is a quack. And uh, let's take a listen to this real quick clip. And FTX is not, as I said on my Twitter this morning, it is not a crypto scam. It is not a crypto scam. It is a massive money laundering Ponzi scheme fraud with a crypto wrapper. And what that means is not all crypto is bad. I don't believe in any of it. Not all crypto is good. I don't believe in any of it. But this has nothing to do with crypto. This has to do with greedy people who stole, took, and ponzied people's money for the benefit of themselves in a major, major, major system collapse. That we're So there it is. And then uh, let's take a listen to... Uh this this is going to be um pretty uh pretty sad uh here um because this is tom brady who lost everything what's up guys i'm here with my boy sam from ftx we're at crypto bahamas conference we're going to start the day we're gonna do some tiktoks for you guys and uh it's going to be an amazing day we'll get started we'll do a uh get ready with me sam where you going bro what's up so Sam's acting weird while he's doing this video. Uh, Tom Brady lost 
everything, according to this report. Let's take a listen. We're talking crypto crash here. <laughs> crypto crash. And Tom Brady's not having his best year on the field, off the field. And how much has he gotten wiped out in this oh, crypto crash? I pray that these reports aren't true. I mean, I've read that he and his uh, now soon-to-be ex-wife put their entire fortune into it. I pray no. Ooh. $650 million with FTX. I pray that's not the case. Listen, we saw a lot of famous people lose a lot of money with, with Madoff. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was just reading an article about how the VC world kind of rubber stamped, you know, this, this, this sort of what they call late state stuff, and they just rubber stamped this like Theranos. And it gets this gold seal of approval from Silicon Valley, and then Wall Street takes it. And, you know, it's, I just pray that's not the case mm. uh, because it would be just, you know, Tom would be playing for 10 years. <laughs> He'll end up on the Jets at some oh, point. <laughs> now this does explain some certain things. Um, the guy who runs this crypto crash thing, was it FTX? Yeah, Sam Bankman-Fried. He lost over a billion. Uh, more than that. How I mean, much? Well, he started Monday worth almost $15.5 billion. Yesterday, I think he was down to like a buck, two bucks. I mean, I mean seriously, I'm not being even facetious here. Whoa. We, you know, listen, Whoa. all kinds of reports out there. Here's the thing. He put out, he tweeted out, an apology today mm. that was the worst apology in history. Mm. This guy is, is a, I'm telling you right now, it, there are some reports from, there was Reuters, I think also Dow Jones, uh, that maybe they took customer money mm. and traded that perhaps in an effort to save the whole thing. Oh. And that made it even worse. Speaking of Madoff. Yeah. So there's probably fraud as well as stupidity. There's some speculation about that. There's speculation he was on a run. I mean, again, he tweeted out, we don't know where the hell he is. He tweeted out, this half-ass apology that was the most embarrassing thing ever. Uh, this is ugly stuff. You know, and you and I both are really, we push back on regulation. Mm-hmm. They need some regulation. Yeah. They need some guardrails, and they yes. need someone to yes. help the individual out there. Yes. And FDIC, something, because so many of these exchanges have blown up, and individual investors are getting wiped out. Mm. I mean, wiped out. So- All right, so here's the, here's the kicker to this whole thing. You think that they didn't think of everything? Think about this. So the guy declared bankruptcy. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Ask yourself that question. When they declare bankruptcy, guess what you don't get access to? The evidence. So when he he declared bankruptcy, it's now in bankruptcy court. The documents are under seal and nobody's going to be able to access the proof and the evidence of this crime that has everything to do with election electioneering and foreign finance in our elections, foreign meddling in our elections. You know, that's the that's the that's the oddity of the whole thing. And that's the scary part. Let's take a listen to this report. It's a given that some individuals tend to go deep into their own pockets to fund for campaigns for political parties or for their candidates. And the news of the collapse of the crypto trading firm FTX comes as a blow for the Democrats. The FTX founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been a major force for the Democrats. According to Open Secrets, the 30-year-old ranked as the second biggest individual donor in the 2021 to 2022 election cycle. Bankman-Fried had made donations worth 39.8 million U.S. dollars. That ranks only behind George Soros, who donated around 128 million U.S. dollars. 
And in the 2020 U.S. presidential elections as well, he was a major donor to President Joe Biden. While he is also the primary donor to uh, the Protect Our Future, the Political Action Committee, which endorsed Democratic candidates such as Peter Welsh, who this week won his bid to become Vermont's next senator, and Robert J. Mendez of New Jersey, who secured a House seat. Moreover, there had been claims that he had promised to spend far more on Democrats moving forward. It was said that he would fund in the range of uh, $100 million U.S. million to a whopping $1 billion U.S. dollars. But now that his firm has filed for bankruptcy, that claim does not look to come true in the near future. And according to reports, Sam Bankman-Fried net worth has dipped from around $15.6 billion U.S. dollars to potentially below $1 billion U.S. dollars, which is seen as one of the biggest one-day collapse among billionaires. All right. So here's the thing. So what are the odds of as soon as the election's over, as soon as the election spending is over, he goes bankrupt and belly up? What are the odds of that? I mean, can't you see it? The, the, The direct correlation between this Ponzi scheme, the Ukraine money and the midterm election? And how much the Democrats outfunded the the Republicans? If we don't get to the bottom of this, then, and see, here's the problem. You got a guy like Mitch McConnell or Liz Cheney or, um, you know, all these people that are in power right now. Even Liz Cheney's still in Congress until January 3rd or something like that. But yes, this has all got to, we, we have the wrong people in our government they're never going to get to the bottom of this because they're all getting paid off and this bankruptcy seals the documents so that you can't investigate it that's under litigation we can't talk about that we got to change this we're being victimized and we're being played as fools and At some point, we got to storm the gates. Hey, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. This has been a tough show to report there because it's just such bad news. It's so doom and gloom. Be sure to check out our gold partners where your money would be safe. uh, Taking your money from your IRA to precious gold and silver, precious metals. Genesis Gold, 800-385-4653. That's 1-800-385-GOLD. Check out tacticalcivics.com to find out how you could take your country back locally. Visit magapack.org and find out how we're working every day to make America great again, using uh, in, uh, promoting America First policies. Also, when you go to mypillow.com, use Red State as your promo code. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there